Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I'm Dan Scogan, your host for the Ag Innovation News Podcast. Guests on this program shed light on innovations in value-added agriculture, highlight important voices and work that's being done throughout the Minnesota ag sector, and educate the public about resources and organizations that support Minnesota agriculture. Today, we welcome to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, Kathy Layton Carton. Kathy is the founder and owner of Heavenly Treats, a company that has created handcrafted toffee, cookies, backed by a passion for baking and sharing. Kathy, welcome to the Egg Innovation News Podcast. Thank you, Dan. I'm excited to have that conversation with you because we do enjoy Heavenly Treats at our house and we've given them as gifts and I look forward to kind of getting the backstory on how it all came to be. So let's start with that. Tell me a little more about yourself, Kathy, and the road you took to end up at Heavenly Treats. Well, it's a pretty interesting story. I am a teacher by trade. I graduated from St. Catharines University and taught for a few years. I was in Rock Island, Illinois, 1980, when I was teaching. And I went to a Christmas staff party and tasted this wonderful toffee. I have always loved toffee. The Heath Bar was my favorite growing up. And when I tasted this toffee, I thought, gosh, I want to buy some for Christmas presents. So I asked around who brought it to see where they purchased it. It happened to be a nun, a coworker of mine. And she said to me, Kathy, I'd be happy to teach you how to make it because she had made it. So on a Saturday morning, myself and a couple other teachers joined this nun in the school cafeteria, and she taught us how to make toffee. That was back back in 1980, and we're talking 43 years later. I'm still continuing to make toffee, and it's such a passion of mine because we have really improved it from the original recipe. Dan, I don't know if you've noticed that, but our toffee is very thin and crisp, while other toffees can be a little bit thicker. So that's how Heavenly Treats started. We actually became an official business back in 2011. So we're going on our 10th year now. And still making toffee. And yes, it is noticeably thinner. I always say it's got that melt-in-your-mouth texture. A Heath bar you have to chew on a little bit. The toffee that Heavenly Treats puts out, quite a bit thinner. And for me, anyway, a much more pleasant texture. Yes, we get a lot of comments and reviews from our consumers and clients regarding just that. Any age can eat this toffee. As we get older, we're a bit more careful about what we bite into. And I tell people, any age can eat this toffee. It's an old-time candy, and I really want people to enjoy it up to really the very end. We're really excited about our product. Kathy, I don't know if you purposely left anything out on your background, but no food production training, no food background training. This was just something that you developed a passion for after tasting the toffee? Exactly. I don't have any food training. I've just started making toffee and improving on the recipe, and we got into flavors and don't have any educational background in that. But on many years of doing this, I've met a lot of people and those contacts, you know, we all help each other. So if we have questions, we're very supportive. No educational background with food. Let me ask you this then, how have you found it to navigate through that process to put something on a store shelf? I knew I had a good product. And I knew that by going to events and just listening to the people that tried our samples. 
we eventually got a website and people would order and then we would get repeat orders. So I knew we had a good product. So I did start approaching some of the grocery stores, little gift shops, and they also sampled it. So that's what I did. I just went in by myself and contacted. So you were kind of a one-man cook, bottle washer. You drove the bus, you went and sold the product. Has that changed in the company's structure now? Is the business model different? Do you have more people on board? I do have a few more people on board. We're a very small business. We like to take it slow and steady with our business. And that's what we've been doing over the years. My husband has gotten more involved in it. So he does more of the financial end, the invoicing, keeping track of all that. Because I discovered over the years, you can't do it all. So you need to find people that know a certain area of the business better than you do. And that's what I've done. So he's on board. I also have learned how to hire people that are about as passionate as I am about the company. And that's been really, really important and helpful. So I'm still in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen with my women that um, help me. And we have fun. If you go to the website, and I would encourage people to do that, and we're going to give that near the end of our podcast today, but I see you're also doing cookies and you're taking some of the two small chunks of toffee and adding them to the cookies now. So you are continuing to innovate and experiment a little bit at Heavenly Treats, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And I I don't know if you've tasted our cookie, Dan, but over the years we were making this toffee and pieces, small tidbits would break off and I don't like to waste anything. So we developed a cookie many, many years ago, and it's a fabulous toffee cookie made with the milk and dark chocolate tidbits. And really, the cookie is becoming as popular as the toffee is. When we go to our events, we do a lot of events in the Twin City area, actually. They sell as well as the toffee does. And where do these recipes come from, Kathy? Have they been developed? Have they been purchased? Do you have people researching for you? How's your product developed? I developed the cookie recipe many, many years ago just by having kind of a basic chocolate chip cookie recipe, I guess. But then I improvised it by adding my toffee and some other things as well into the cookie. And the toffee recipe, of course, came from the nun. I had never made toffee before in my life. What we did over the years is we've improvise that too as well, creating flavors of toffee. You know, it all started with the milk chocolate back in 1980 and then developed a dark chocolate toffee. And now we're up to six different flavors. Of toffee and cookies? Of toffee, yes. Well, tell me more about that. What other flavors do you offer? The most popular flavors are the milk chocolate and dark chocolate toffee. We have a coffee mocha toffee. We have a peanut butter toffee. We have peppermint toffee and also an orange twist toffee. They're all wonderful. When we do events, we have samples of all six flavors, and they all sell really, really well. Consumers and listeners to this program oftentimes are interested in where you source your ingredients from on food products. Are you able to buy some of this stuff locally that goes into your heavenly treats? I buy it all locally within the state of Minnesota, for sure. Are they entrepreneurs and small businesses too, or are they larger corporations that offer your ingredients? Larger corporations, actually. 
I want to talk a little bit more about where we can find them and what else is on the horizon for Heavenly Treats. But I want to remind our listeners, first of all, that today we're visiting with Kathy Layton Carton. Kathy is the founder and the owner of Heavenly Treats, a company that has created handcrafted toffee, cookies, and it's all backed up by a passion for baking and sharing. Kathy has been kind enough to join us today on the Egg Innovation News podcast. So Kathy, let's move to the next step. You've talked about how distributors and stores and consumers have kind of been your testing ground. Tell me a little about that history with the people that are eating your product and telling you whether or not it's a good product. What has that process been like? I knew from the beginning that we had a good product because our toffee sets us apart from any other toffee you would come come in contact with. And the reason I knew that is when we would go to events or I'd give it out as a gift to people, they were kind of blown away by how it tasted because they were expecting a really thick piece of candy to bite into. And like you said, Dan, it pretty much just melts in your mouth. We really enjoy going to events because there are people that will come by our booth and say, oh, I don't like toffee. We try to convince them to try our toffee. And once they do, they realize this is not like other toffee. It's very delicate, crisp. It's very easy to eat. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. For the food entrepreneurs that are listening to our Egg Innovation News podcast today, what didn't work for you? Were there some moments where you had to make pivots and, and try different things? What went wrong? Oh, gosh. I guess maybe when we were experimenting with trying different flavors of our toffee. We've tried other flavors besides the six that we've developed so far. There's definitely trial and error, but we just kind of keep at it. I guess I'm very particular of how a product should taste. So I'm not going to put it out there unless I know it's really, really good. We're still working on some other flavors. We have a cherry cordial that we're developing, and that's with, a, with our dark chocolate. So we're hoping to put that out within the next year. We've come across dumpling blocks, but I think that's pretty normal when you're in the kitchen and trying to create something new. So if you were going to give advice to another food entrepreneur, what do you think they should know going in? Or maybe the more important question is, what do you wish you would have known? As the business grows, and like I said, we're pretty slow and steady. It's a lot of work, but if you have passion, which I absolutely have passion for my product, people will say to me, I don't know how you do it. Well, you do it because you love what you're doing. Just prepare yourself that it, it is a lot of work. What you need to do is find the right people to work with because you can't do it all. And at one time I was doing it all and there are too many things that fall through the loopholes and so you really need to find people that are also passionate and are fun to work with. And I think I have. I really have some really, really wonderful women that help me. So I think listeners might be interested, Kathy. Where can I find Heavenly Treats? We have a website and it's pretty popular. It's shopheavenlytreats.com. And also during the holidays, we were in Kowalski's. We are also now working on another large grocery store chain. It's not quite completed yet. There are a lot of small gift shops too around that ordered during the holidays. You know, what I tell people is toffee isn't just for the holidays. So I'm trying to convince my small gift shops too that it's not just for the holidays. It makes a nice gift all year round. 
Short term, if we're going to talk about the future of Heavenly Treats, and every entrepreneur, I guess, has a different level of comfort on what they want to do with the product that they develop. But what's next for your company? Where do you see Heavenly Treats in the next six to 12 months? I am foreseeing more distribution for sure with a distributor out of Chicago. So I'm hoping they will help us with that. Also, our website has been probably the main revenue builder for us. And so we're doing more with that. We ship all over the country. We, we continually get repeat orders. There were many years ago where the holidays would end and everything would end on the website. Now we continue to get orders every week, which you know tells me that's a really good sign. Also, I would like to get into more boutique, small gift shops, because I think that's where our niche really, really is, is that gourmet, high-end product. Are consumers coming to you with suggestions on flavors that they would like to see you try? And how difficult is that to pivot to something else? For us, it really hasn't been that difficult. I mean, we've tried different flavors, and if they don't work, we just kind of set it aside for a while and rethink it. As far as consumers coming to us, once in a while, we'll get suggestions, you know, like, why don't you try this flavor? And, you know, we'll sometimes take them up on it and see how it works. But I don't know, right now, our six flavors are pretty successful that we're going to just stick with those as well as our toffee cookies. So we're pretty focused on our toffee making and the cookies. Kathy, let's look further into the future. Five, 10 years for Heavenly Treats. What do you and your husband see this company doing in the next five to 10 years? Oh gosh, yeah, we're gonna, well, we're gonna be old, <laughs> older. I don't know, I keep telling myself that I can't see myself fully retired because I just really enjoy doing what I'm doing. And I really can't say what the future holds for us. Well, it sounds like I'll have toffee and cookies in my pantry for years to come. Absolutely. I'm hoping so. What would you like to leave our podcast listeners with today, Kathy? Well, if you have a passion, follow that passion. Because like my my dad always told us, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's really, really somewhat true. I mean, you work, but it's not like drudgery work. It's exciting work. Also, another thing is really surround yourself with people that are positive and supportive of what you're doing. And Kathy, one more time, where can our listeners go for Heavenly Treats? The easiest is probably your website. Why don't you share that with them once again or for more information on the company? Our website is shopheavenlytreats.com. All right. We've been visiting with Kathy Layton Carton, the founder and owner of Heavenly Treats. Kathy, I want to thank you for your time today. Thanks for being part of our podcast. Thank you, Dan. I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us as well on the Egg Innovation News Podcast, of course, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. Thanks to my podcast crew, Lisa Martinez. She's AURI's communications manager, and she edits this production. To learn more about AURI and the work that we do, visit us at auri.org.